everyone. What a great day out there. A little chilly, but a great day. I have a brand new friend with me in the studio. I'll tell you about her in just a minute. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. And, oh my gosh, there is so, so, so much to talk about. And, of course, most of it is the SCOTUS circus. Most of it is what's going on in the Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh. Holy cow. We had so many callers last week, so many callers talking about what a circus everything was already. And now, this past week, it's even crazier. It's even crazier. We're going to talk about who told the truth. We're going to talk about, did you change your mind from last week? We're going to talk about, hey, American people, is this about truth? Is this about fairness? Is this about justice? We're going to talk about... One of the things that bothers me the most is instead of all the stuff that we're talking about with Brett Kavanaugh, we're not talking about the rulings that he made while he was on the court. If you, like me, value the Fourth Amendment, you should be concerned about Brett Kavanaugh and some of the rulings he made about the Fourth Amendment and a few other other things. I don't care. He'll he'll be better than Kennedy. He'll be he'll be fantastic. I'm thrilled with with uh, this pick. But wow, what a crazy circus it has become today. Too, we're also going to talk about some election updates. Uh, there was supposed to be an event at the Roseville Library this past week. Secretary of State Steve Simon was supposed to show up and talk about election integrity in Minnesota. Well, he heard that some of us were going to show up and challenge some of the falsehoods that he's been out there saying, some of the misleading, deceptive comments that he's been making about Minnesota election elections being hacked by the Russians and about how fair and honest our elections are. And guess what? At the last minute, he canceled it. He didn't show up. What are you hiding from, Steve Simon? Huh? 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 What are you hiding from? We want to know. Uh, also this week, Marion O'Neill, thank you, Representative Marion O'Neill, she filed a Freedom of Information request uh, because apparently our tax dollars are being used for a commercial for a Democrat candidate, Elian Elon Omar, she's running for Keith Ellison's seat, uh, Congressional District 5. Uh, I'm going to tell you about this places that you find a Democrat tracker. There was a Democrat tracker found in Jeff Johnson, Lieutenant Governor's home. Talking, when I heard about this, oh I was my just... God. I, I, I'm a little naive, I'll admit, but I didn't realize there were paparazzi, creepy people out there following the candidates at every moment of their lives. Yeah, and, and this goes over the top. Ken, I mean, it's Ken Martin said, oh, it was just an overzealous volunteer. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my gosh. How crazy, crazy, creepy is that? Okay, here's another one, Stan. Here's another one. Have you ever heard of He for She Day? I have not until you told me about it. Okay. Well, Governor Dayton last week declared he for she day. Tell me about it. I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you about it in the second hour because um, I want to talk about the minimum wage increase in St. Paul. The Star Tribune, the Star Tribune actually printed a counterpoint editorial. Uh, We've talked a little bit about raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour in St. Paul. It's been going on a while. What a horrible, stupid idea it is, and they should never do it. Well, 
the socialist candidate from Seattle. She's on the Seattle City Council. She wrote this ridiculous counterpoint op-ed, uh, and the Star Tribune printed it, talking about, yay, how great the, the minimum wage increase has been in Seattle. So, yeah, we'll talk about that, A lot of us we'll here in Minnesota love their too. coffee, but that's about all we love about Seattle. Uh, we don't yeah. want the rest of what they right. have as far as taxes right. and right. light rails and monorails yeah. and Absolutely. walking paths. Absolutely crazy, light crazy, paths. crazy, crazy, crazy. And there's just, you know, all the money numbers came in on the candidates this past week, too. So we'll talk about all of that stuff in the 4 o'clock hour. But, Stan, I have a new friend in the studio. This is so weird. You know, Andrew tells me all the time I don't play nicely with others. And here, <laughs> I invited my new friend to come in and sit in with us and and do the, do the show and talk about uh, the Kavanaugh nomination hearings. And her name is Bella. Hi, Bella. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. And it's so bizarre to be doing a radio show not inside of a pickup. Oh, <laughs> okay. We're going to have to tell people who you are and what the heck is she talking about when she says she does a radio show from inside a pickup truck. Bella, you have quite the story, and a, a good friend of ours introduced us to each other. And um, hopefully you're going to fill in for me a, a, couple, a few weeks down the, down the road. But tell, why don't you tell everyone who you are? I'm Bella D'Angelo. I am simply a hardworking patriot American girl that loves this country so much that uh, one day when I was just completely beside myself and I, I just didn't believe that the general public was really understanding what was going to happen with the Obama administration. And so what did I do? I picked up the phone. Who do you call? Sean Hannity, right? Well, of course you call Sean Hannity. <laughs> And you expect him to answer, right? I mean, it was it was the craziest thing. I called his phone number the very first time I ever called. It rang. They picked it up and asked me what I wanted to say. And here I'm just I'm just a corporate sales girl running around this Minneapolis area watching as they're offshoring their businesses. They can't afford to keep businesses here in the U.S. People can't retire. They've lost their retirement accounts, their pensions. And it's a scary, scary time. And I've watched as the construction world collapsed when all the illegal immigrants came in and took the jobs. So what's going to happen when Obamacare is forced onto the manufacturing companies along with amnesty being passed? So now it's legal to be illegal so now, for them to hit their bottom line to cover Obamacare, it's now legal to make these illegals that will work for $8 an hour. They're going to displace all of the workers making the 15 to $20 an hour. Well, that's what I explained to Sean Hannity. And he went on to say how a lot of people told him that he didn't understand the business world and manufacturing. And then I finally, I don't really know where this came from, Sue, but I said, why don't we get Trump for president? Now, that was in 09, 09. September. <laughs> and I said, why don't we run this government like a business? And I knew Trump was business minded. And so I continued on. And then after that uh, show, he said I could come on anytime that I wanted to. I said tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait two weeks. But in the meanwhile, I was traveling and I was making plans because if we couldn't stop the Clinton machine, if the collapse was going to come. I'm a workaholic, and I wanted to know that I was going to be able to work somewhere and work somewhere that I'd have a long opportunity. Well, oil. We can't get away from our dependency from oil. Nor do I want to. 
No. And I, I was willing to be a roughneck if I couldn't be a sales girl. So I ended up in Williston, North Dakota. Yes, willingly. And a couple months after being out at the drilling rigs, I didn't know that I was going to find my like-minded, my country, my people, the ranting and the fun. And then it translated into producing my show at night. From my pickup. From your pickup truck. From a laptop <laughs> with a cell phone. And I was just happy if one listener was listening. But the goal was, because I understood if we were going to stop Clinton, we had to do a couple of things. The like-minded and all of us can talk all day long. But how do you get the silent majority? How do you get the young? How do you get those that have never voted? How do you get those that are so disenfranchised? How do you... Bring people across the aisle. How do you get the common sense Democrats? So what I did to create my show, I use common sense and a lot of humor, a lot of giggling, and I get people laughing, learning, listening. If you can do that, you're accomplishing. And I have stories all day long of having 18-year-old roughnecks to liberal women that tune in and listen because we had to do something and we did it. We stopped. But we have to keep going because the battle has just begun and these Democrats are not going to back down on us. No, no, the Democrats are, are not going to not going to ever back down. And I'll tell you now with the FBI investigation coming up, nothing unites a country like another FBI investigation. Right. 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh, my new friend, Bella D'Angelo, and I will and hopefully you, too, will talk about what happened happened this past week uh oh my gosh it is just so out of control crazy and i and listeners i want you to call in we had so many listeners last week who were first time callers which was a lot of fun uh but we want to we we want to want you to think about this who do you think told the truth who do you think told the truth who do you believe was your mind changed from uh two weeks ago to this past this past week and are we the american people do we stand for truth fairness justice uh or are we gonna let this charade keep going stay tuned everyone sue jeffers with bella d'angelo twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin cities everyone thank you so much for tuning in i'm sue jeffers with me today my new friend bella d'angelo and all of your bella's family is listening and i they're all liberals what what bella they're still scratching their heads going how did she get off the reservation yeah i'm the only trump supporter on both sides and i told them i said you never know i might be able to convert you like many others i've converted in my years yep we've i've converted so many people too but we're we're going to talk about the Kavanaugh hearing. Listeners, I want you to think about this. Who told the truth? Has your mind been changed? And 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 I also want you to call the senators. I want you to call Amy Klobuchar. I want you to call Tina Smith. And here's their number, 202-224-3121. Call them and say, you know what? We're really tired of this character assassination. We stand up for truth, justice, fairness, fairness for all we're just tired of this circus and 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 listeners i want you to think about this too we did hear some heart-wrenching wrenching accusations last week we also heard an adamant and 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 an impassioned uh denial from brett kavanaugh and i want to know did you did you change your mind 
or or which one told the truth? Which one do you believe? 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. So uh, I saw a great overview from Town Hall. Matt Vespa at Town Hall wrote, it was an intense and hellacious day at the Senate Judiciary Committee. Christine Blasey Ford, the woman accusing Judge Brett Kavanaugh of an attempted rape while in high school, told her story uh, of her alleged sexual assault. It was intense, it was emotional, and it still lacked evidence, witnesses, and any other corroborating details. It's an unprovable allegation, which is what Democrats want. It allows them to take, to delay, and run the clock out on this nomination. The FBI investigation talking point has been beaten to death by Senate Democrats, another delay tactic that has been undercut by past remarks by none other than Joe Biden. When Joe Biden chaired the committee during the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings, Biden famously said that the FBI reports are inconclusive and should not be relied on during sexual misconduct allegations. (laughs) What are they investigating? I know. Yeah, with who? I mean, she she doesn't know when, where, how she got there. Uh, she doesn't know if she paid for the polygraph or if it was on the same day as the funeral. Uh, the four, three or four that came forward are not witnesses. They don't remember anything. And now we've got something from 36 years ago, which uh, this morning I was watching, and they're now debating if Kavanaugh pointed himself as too much of a choir boy and if they actually found out that he really did consume... Um, a lot of alcohol and blacking out, then then they can possibly convict him based on hearsay, Ridiculous. yearbooks, thirty six year old gossiping. Yeah, yeah, with no co- corroborating evidence. That's the part that gets me. Brett Kavanaugh later testified, giving an emotional and fiery defense of his character and career after it had been under a sustained assault by the left for over a week. Sustained assault is an understatement for what Brett Kavanaugh has been dragged through. Just this morning, USA Today wrote an article, a sports writer wrote an article implying, implying that Brett Kavanaugh shouldn't be coaching his daughter's basketball team because he might be a pedophile. Yeah, there was a question mark at the end of the headline to sort of soften the smear against Brett Kavanaugh. Give me a break. Kavanaugh said that the allegations, all three of them were false, and the allegations have irreparably damaged his reputation and damaged his family life. Kavanaugh said the process has become a national disgrace. Boy, I agree with that. And the Democrats replacing advise and consent with search and destroy. Kavanaugh needed to come out swinging. He needed to be tough, and he did just that. You know, Bork was one thing. Clarence Thomas and Anita. Okay, they at least work together. Right. This was plausible, okay? But the problem is they are so desperate and they are pulling. And, and I really do think, Sue, that they have overplayed this. I do, because, too. Because, first of all, this is 36 years ago. And, and then the other accusers that came out, uh, the, the rape parties, and she's in college, and these are high school parties. And they're just so unbelievable that you and I were talking before we went on air. I really do believe that... 
the mass majority of the public that are watching this, listening to this, it's not settling right in the back of their minds. And it's getting them to think. And I really do think that in November, they're going to pay for this. I do believe that there's going to be a bigger red wave. There's not a blue wave. But I want to, you know, a lot of people underestimate the public and a lot of times people often hear, oh, I don't know if people are awake enough. I don't know if they're paying attention. First of all, we won. We outvoted. Trump is in office. And that as also. President Trump, as President Trump. And, and the thing is, is the more maniacal insane that this left has become, because there's even. Sue, I, I think I made this point to you, but leading up to the election, I could not find one person in the state of Minnesota that was voting for Hillary Clinton. I could find people that, and these were 18 and 20 year olds too. And when I asked them, and I did walk around asking every single person, because that's what I was doing when I had my show, and I'd ask, who's your man? Is it Hillary or Trump? They would say, either Trump or Bernie. When they found out Bernie wasn't on the ticket, they could tell me it was Trump and why. And the reason is, is because there's a lot of people, especially like the the older generation of Democrats, they don't necessarily publicly ex- express that their party has left them, but they do know. Right. And they you know. can talk to them one-on-one. And the more that this happens, it's pulling. And that's why I see that we are winning. But We've got to uh, we've got to get a handle on this because of the destruction of the due process. Yes, exactly. With no evidence, no corroborating witnesses, and the timing of the allegation, these allegations against an eminently qualified judge were just too thin to stop the Kavanaugh train. Remember, Diane Feinstein's office, Democrat out of California, had Ford's letter since July. They sat on it for weeks. They kept it from Senate colleagues, and then they dropped it at the eleventh hour in the hope of derailing the nomination. It was a Hail Mary pass. And I'll tell you, after yesterday, it looks like it succeeded because thanks to uh, the snake, Jeff Flake, uh, yeah, he, now there's a delay. It, the Senate voted uh, to pass Brett Kavanaugh through to the Senate floor by a vote of 11 to 10, straight party line vote. But Jeff Flake demanded a one-week delay, and the FBI will take a look into the allegations against the nominee. Uh, it should be fast, since obviously no one no one remembers anything about it. But the bottom line, Bella, and I and I know that we'll start taking some phone calls here too in a in a minute. Uh, the re- resist and persist crowd won this round. At this point, however, I wanted to say something. If Diane Feinstein held on to it, because if they'd given it the time allowed, given the Trump administration, they would have gotten to the bottom of it and probably been able to stop it. Now, I mentioned something else to you. This didn't just start back this summer. I believe this was planted back in 2012. Right. Romney was running against Obama. Romney mentioned Kavanaugh as an appointee. Now, these people, as they've done with everything else to try and stop Trump from the FISA and uh, uh, another show, but they, <laughs> right. they started this a long time ago to secure and make sure that their agenda was moving forward. And if they needed these tactics, they had them in their backhand, because what in the world was she doing in 2012 in a marriage counselor, not even naming him? But this was the prep work for what we're at battle with now. 
Shrewd, very, very shrewd, very, very shrewd. All right, callers, you want to weigh in? Who'd you believe? 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. Kevin, you're up first. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking my call, Sue. So, yeah, I, she was not credible. She didn't know when. She don't know where or how. Um, I just, I didn't believe her. And the fact is, like you said, they had this since July or even before that, um, and they didn't bring it up. I think I, Evil Amy was in on this, as was Feinstein. They had to all know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I would have been a senator, I would have asked Ford, you know, on the alleged incident, if Bill Clinton was in the area when it happened. <laughs> You know, the, we're going to get into the hypocrisy well, in the I'll next hour. The, the pattern. There was no pattern with Kavanaugh. You're right. Clinton, there was a long pattern. That's why I said, I would have asked if he was in the area. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, I don't believe her. And I hope, I hope Kavanaugh gets confirmed. And I hope the Catholic girl uh, is the next one to become a Supreme Court justice. Right, right. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. I'm hoping Jeff Sessions is meeting with uh, Brett Kavanaugh on a tarmac somewhere talking about grandkids and stuff uh, before this FBI investigation gets going. So, you know, I mean, is it, come on, isn't that what, how Obama did it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, pretty sure it is. But I, I, I want to go back for a second and talk about is this weaponized, weaponization of the Me Too movement? Are you going to stand up for that, folks? I mean, really, are you going to stand up for that? Is this really the America that we want to be? Do we want to be in a place where people's whole reputations can be instantly destroyed with no evidence, uh, no witnesses, no corroboration, uh, no testimony, uh, no verification? And I want you to think about this. I have a son, but would you want your your son or your husband or your father or your brother or your any male friend treated the way this guy, the way Brett Kavanaugh has been treated. It's absolutely uh, unbelievable. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take some more callers. Uh, we'll weigh in on some more of this because some of the responses that we've heard, some of the uh, things that have ha- that have happened, what people have said, the inconsistencies, the hypocrisy, the just absolutely out of control ridiculousness that we've seen from from all of this should worry all of us. So Sue Jeffers with Bella D'Angelo, Twin Cities News Talk M eleven thirty and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. much for tuning in. I want to introduce you to my my new friend, Bella D'Angelo. She's joining me this hour. We're talking about the uh, Supreme Court circus. Uh, obviously, Trump's nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, who is up to be the next United States Supreme Court justice, uh, has, oh my God, turned into a circus. Absolutely ridiculous. Bella, I just can't believe how out of control it's gotten. I... <laughs> I mean, I mean, would you ever think this was America ever? No. And and here's the thing. You know, this Trump derangement syndrome runs really, really deep. And this spilling over of, you know, I I was telling my dad this morning as I was telling him I was going to be on the show. 
And he started asking me, well, what do you think is going to, the FBI is going to come out with? And this was the point that I made to you as I said, and there's a lot of, of people still that believe that the Justice Department, the FBI, the DOJ, that there's not corruption in there. That there's, there's a lot of corruption. I know, but people aren't <laughs> understanding. Right. And then on the other side of it, you've got the left that was convinced for how many years? I mean, when I was in, in 09, I was worrying about Hillary Rodden Clinton getting into office. Okay. So how many years though was the other side preparing for? her to come into office right and then we wouldn't have known about all the corruption but you've got all of this anticipation you had the polls you had everybody believing trump is being laughed at everywhere i, I mean he was laughed she uh ann coulter was laughed off stage when asked who was right. going to be correct the one to win the nomination and then trump all of a sudden the night of the election there's a complete meltdown a complete meltdown the media themselves are crying they don't know what to do meanwhile when trump came down that escalator somewhere in the back of hillary's mind she believed she had it but there was something that struck her and the rest of them and they started all of the processes that they put together in preparation to stop him Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know because they they play the long game. They play the long game. The Republicans can barely figure out what they're going to do tomorrow. But the Democrats play the long game. And but the idea that and, and I think you're right that Kavanaugh's name popped up even during the Romney. It did. Uh, during the Romney I, race. Yes. But the idea that right now that there is a significant portion of the Democrats that believe Brett Kavanaugh is a ringleader for a secret underground gang, gang rape raping cartel uh, <laughs> that somehow evaded notice of everyone from parents and teachers and classmates and FBI and every one uh, or that he's just an innocent guy that has been smeared and dragged through the uh, dragged through the coals thanks to the Democrats with their help from with help from the media. Oh, never mind Bill Clinton, the actual right. ringleader with or Juanita Keith <laughs> or Keith Ellison. Exactly. And so now we've got, uh, you know, what is what what does the Democrats really stand to lose if Kavanaugh gets in? What is the one thing that they are absolutely terrified? They are terrified they're going to lose, that, that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Bingo. Yeah, that, that's the big one. But the really, the really crazy part here that I want to talk about now, too, is the, the responses that we've heard from people. And, and we're going to get to the callers in just a second. I've asked the callers who told the truth, who did they believe well, after the testimony, uh, has their mind changed, what concerns you. Um, but Michelle Malkin came in and she said, uh, I owe no blind allegiance to any other wom- woman simply because we share the same pronoun. Uh, assertions are not truths until they are established as facts and corroborated with actual evidence. Feelings are not evidence. Candace Owen came out. Brett Kavanaugh is an American hero. He has confronted the satan- sat- satanic nature of the left with the heart of a lion. May God bless him. Uh, my favorite. This is my favorite. Okay, this confuses me. I'm not even, this is a, a lady who writes for BuzzFeed. I'm not even sure what this really says. I'll try and help you out. Yeah, help me out. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> Anne Helen Peterson. A lot of people ending this day feeling the bone-crushing existential exhaustion of fighting the patriarchy and the rape culture it excuses. Oh, that's right. Patriots are rapists, uh, xenophobes, Islamophobe, uh, Islamophobe, all, all of the talking points. So I, uh, well, here's, here's what's bone crushing. I think she's saying is the fact that Trump is your president. Mm-hmm. We are actually winning on many fronts. Mm-hmm. We, uh, have a good chance that Kavanaugh may still get confirmed from a lot of people that I've been talking to and then they'll really be crying and what's going to happen here's the thing wait till he gets the next (laughs) Supreme Court nominee but here's the most interesting thing and then I really do want to hear from people that did think that she she's credible I mean but one thing is uh I lost my point I'll come back to it but when she stood up there Sue and to me she looked like she's reading from a script She's got a 10 or 12 year old sounding voice. Oh, she was prepped. And when you're recalling something from your past, you typically are looking up into the corner as you're visualizing and thinking about this. And she's had a lot of uh, laughter and smiling. This is not looking like somebody now. I know we, we kind of disagree. I think she's completely lying. You think something probably did happen, just not Kavanaugh. But from her presentation, she does not appear as someone that was truly victimized, traumatized to the point where she said she can't fly and then she's flying all over the country then she can't remember anything why is she putting herself through all of this if it weren't for being on the dole and to try and take down Kavanaugh she got a million dollars in which she got to she got to promote her GoFundMe account during the during the testimony um, there's like a million dollars in there now and her lawyers are pro bono let's take a couple of phone calls Mike you're up first hi Mike welcome to the show you have some thoughts hi neighbor <laughs> hi neighbor Long time no talk. I know. What do you think, Mike? Um, it's like I said. You you like being on juries, right? You like jury duty. Mm, yeah, I but can. You, but you but you kind of had to throw in your juror's hat for this, <laughs> right? And it was just like there's no evidence. There's nothing corroborating. Right, that. right. I don't. I don't doubt for a second something horrible happened to her. I just think it's not this. I don't think it's Brett Kavanaugh. I don't think it's Mark Judge. You know, the like, weird thing about that, Mike, is um, I I I do think some I do think she thinks something happened think, to her. I think something happened to her, but I also know that therapists, the unethical ones, can manipulate you. Right. Right. And I also know that she's had these team of Democrat lawyers who, you know, they coached her through the whole thing. Yep, I agree. They're, there was nothing about her that was believable about Brett Kavanaugh. Believable if something happened? Yes. Him? No, because she sees his picture in the news. And I don't know, just the her, her, her actions you, just you, didn't seem to didn't seem credible to me either. Up. It didn't match up. But when I when I look at that thing you were saying, uh, Mike, about you know I, you think something happened, but it was somebody else. I would not risk perjury. <laughs> No. Under federal law, you, to you know blame what, somebody for something for just to go after their character. My my I, freedom I is worth she, more I than think that. She believes it's him. Yeah, I but, think she firmly believes it's him. 
I don't. You know I, what? I, I don't think that she believes that it's him. I believe that she was uh, discovered and she was willing to play this part, that she was paid to do this. I believe that this was started a long time ago. It's too coincidental. What is she doing again in with her marriage counselor talking about this, but not naming? And it's at about the same time that we've got to go to the media first, not the district attorney of America. Right, right. Right. Or, or the cops, report? the cops, the county sheriff, yeah. anybody, yeah. anybody. Then, then you look at the accusation that he's what a gang rape. I know. Come on. Well, you that, well that you know That's why that was nutshell. that you know why that was because somebody else on the left said, oh, let's make it even darker and let's even make it more sinister. And we'll throw this one in. I mean, you know, they're just sitting around at night doing their creative writing stories, right, for how they're going to attack us the next day. Because the thing is, who's going to come after them at this point? They right? got enough. Okay. I mean, you thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Yeah, you can't defend yourself. But here's the thing. There's enough holes out in in her in her in all three of those women's story that you could drive a Mack truck through. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh Nancy, Greg, Ron, you'll you'll all be up next. Sue Jeffers with Bella D'Angelo, Twin Cities News Talk AM eleven thirty and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. <laughs> doing we're talking about the Kavanaugh nomination hearings last week we heard some incredible testimony I think it's absolutely amazing that the opening remarks by Senator Feinstein set the Democrat narrative just up like like a T and I think they are trying to make Kavanaugh the scapegoat I think they are trying to get to Trump through him and I also think they're trying to weaponize the Me Too movement as as well as force him to bear the burden of every single woman that had has ever been victimized. And I got to tell you, people, just because a woman says she's been sexually assaulted or assaulted doesn't necessarily make it true. And all we have to do is go back and think about the Duluth or about the Duke uh, lacrosse case. All we have to do is remember the Rolling Stone story. There are so many things like that. And yes, on the other hand, you have so many stories. I'm thinking of you, Bill Clinton. I'm thinking of you, Keith Ellison. Uh, I can go. I can name a whole lot more Democrats and a few Republicans too. By the way, uh, that that yeah, you just. I mean, something happened. I think to her. I don't know what it is. I think she firmly believes it's or is very convincing in saying she firmly believes that Brett Kavanaugh was the guy. I'm not buying it. I just don't hey, buy it. Hey Sue, real quick before you take the call. Anybody remember what happened to Herman Cain? Oh, yes. How about Roy Moore? Roy Moore's another one. Okay, so this is becoming the typical playbook. When someone is coming along and is winning and is threatening, all of a sudden the typical play comes out with unverified sexual allegations, sexual misconduct. It comes out at the last minute when we can't get on top of it and verify and stop it. We have women that come out from nowhere without witnesses 
And then where did they all go afterwards? And what happened to them the 20, 30 years leading up to it when they were in these prominent political roles? But it isn't until it hits a point and a nerve in the party that they really stand to lose something critical that they can't get back. Well, if Trump is in, I believe Trump will be in uh, for the next six years. I, I believe it. I believe that there will not be a Democrat coming in into office after Trump because we're winning so much and this is really the destruction of the democratic party they are falling apart you think they jumped the shark Uh, they did jump the shark and here's the thing that's the point i was trying to make that i lost in the last segment okay how many years that they were obsessed with hillary clinton getting into office okay they didn't prepare to find somebody young to bring up to stimulate the party so they're left with hillary and God, God forbid you try to stop her from within the party, right? Okay. So now we've got the situation. We've got 2020 coming up ahead of us. Who in the Democratic Party is paying attention to if they truly think that they're going to win? Who's it going to be? Spartacus. Creepy Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, think about this. So Obama came in at a time when this country was divided because they were fed up with the Bushes. They were done with the Clintons. They were done with politics. Period. So Obama came in because he was the fast-talking, smoothest salesperson in the world, dishonest with emotion, and snowballed the entire country. I know for personally trying to talk to Republicans in my work and neighborhood that said that I was crazy for what I was saying. But so now we've got a party that is falling apart. They've jumped the shark. They've go so far left. They now are actually embracing socialism. Right. In the meanwhile, they do not have a young, smooth talking, uh, very approachable, someone that can go across the lines. They don't have anybody. So what are they left with? is this mafia style tearing apart, coming out of the woodwork, saying the most bizarre, uncredulous, creepy, horrible things that now are not provable, but now it's out of control because you now have discussions, like I said earlier, they're actually digging into facts in high school and yearbooks and the yearbook thing, that's what came from Roy Moore? Yeah, we talked about farts for God's sakes at the... Nancy, Nancy wanted to weigh in. Hi, Nancy, welcome to the show. You have some thoughts? Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, First time caller. Mm, Thanks. I I agree. She thinks something happened. I don't believe it was him. I don't even what it, know what it was that happened. But I didn't watch her testimony. I watched his. I was so impressed with his the way he handled himself. Yeah, and then maybe there was a couple of missteps or whatever. But I thought he was a whole lot more credible. And then the next day or over the next couple of days, I read some of the stuff that she said. And it's like, it doesn't add up. Just- no, Nancy, it doesn't add up. And you know what? She did, she gave a very emotional uh, testimony. And I think a lot of people were really worried and they thought, oh, my gosh, she's really credible. I did not find her all that credible either, because the bottom line is her story is still inconsistent. It's still full of holes. It's still contradicted by three witnesses. There's it's still it's still just allegations. And and, and I I don't believe her enough to take Brett Kavanaugh out of consideration for this, for uh, for the Supreme Court justice after her testimony. I just yeah, don't. I've, I'm just 
scared after watching, like I said, his testimony. You don't think there's anybody young coming up? I'm scared if they're going to try and force or, you know, coerce or whatever Amy Klobuchar to run for president. Oh, my God. I would love Amy to run. That would be fantastic. Bring her on. Nancy, Dan Rather (laughs) tweeted last night that Amy has done such a great job that maybe Amy Klobuchar should be president. I almost threw up. Oh, yes. I know. No. I know. I know. I've already emailed her twice now. I did it yesterday, and then I did it again today when I went to the library. And I just said, I don't believe one blessed thing about this. I was disgusted by your grandstanding, and I can't remember all else, but it's like, I was ashamed. And you know what, Nancy? Here's what I want to ask Amy Klobuchar. Hey, Amy, when you were a prosecutor in Hennepin County, would you ever have prosecuted this case? Because I'll tell you right now, the answer is no. There's no way she would have prosecuted that case. It just, she doesn't know when, where, why, how, or anything, and it's like she's just ready to throw him under the dang bus. I know. I know, but yet she supports Keith Ellison. Yet she has no problem with Keith Ellison running for attorney general here in Minnesota. Yeah. It's crazy. Thank and you. I, I did a, a, someone on my Facebook friends, you know, put something out and, you know, he's terrible and blah, blah. And I said, I just put on there under her comment, well, where's the outrage about Keith Ellison? And at least she had the guts to say he should be put on the hot seat, too. So, Oh, very good. Running. She's like a flaming Democrat. <laughs> thought, well, at least there's somebody who thinks that way. But he should not even be running for dog catcher. Exactly, Nancy. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate your call. Now you can call in. See, it wasn't scary at all. No, now you wasn't. can you can call in more often. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? I uh, what would Amy run on? What would her platform be? Let, see, that's Hot the whole dish. thing. The, I mean, what what do the Democrats stand for anymore? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. And but I do think Stan had a really interesting point too when he said, "Why would she lie?" And I'm just all I've got so far is um, because that's what Democrats do. Anything to smear and destroy and to uh, to smear and destroy and to further their agenda. They don't care what it takes. All right. Next up is Greg. Hi, Greg. Welcome. Hi, Sue. Hi, Bella. Um, Brett Kavanaugh said something uh, during his testimony that may have been foreshadowing uh, what happens when you have accusations without evidence. And he said, and I can't quote exactly, but it was what comes around. Be careful. What comes around goes around. Now, let me paint a quick quick picture and scenario for you sometime down the future when a woman now is uh, a leftist liberal say a, uh, a supreme court and let's just say way back when you know a lot of teenage girls babysit for boys and girls right right yeah now, what happens if some mother comes and says she was babysitting and i noticed that she touched my young six-year-old seven-year-old boy inappropriately Okay. You can imagine it. That, this is what happens when you don't have proof. If you don't have evidence, that accusation can be thrown out to the leftist just as well. So what comes around goes around. That might happen down the road. So that's just my thought. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate your comments. Uh, Joe's up next. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Great. You have some, you have something on your mind? Yeah, good to talk to you, Sue and Bella. Uh, okay, hey, look, I have 25 juniors and seniors watch the Kavanaugh, uh, I guess you want to call it bizarre, zoo, whatever you want to call it. Look, 
I questioned all the girls and all the boys separately. They had different questionnaires. They went through it all. Was he believable? Was he not believable? They all said not believable. They said that the woman's not believable. They don't believe it really happened. The girls believe it happened to her somewhere, but they're not. she's not certain where, but it wasn't with Judge Kavanaugh. These are high school students. They all get the vote in the next term, the next election. They're all going to be 18. Quite a few of them have come. Right? I mean, people are not that blind anymore, and it's not like the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill. That was a different scenario. Right. This is... Yeah, I did, by the way, I showed them that. By the way, I did show them the Clarence Hill, uh, and I showed them some other... Uh, videos that we had, and yes, you know, they watched Thomas Clarence. They couldn't believe it when he said this is a high-tech lynching. These kids weren't even born then, you know, so they, they understand. These kids are coming along. They're very, very smart. Joe, Joe, uh, you know. Joe, Joe, I want you to be a teacher for all the children in Minnesota. <laughs> I want them to have teachers like you. What district are you in? Yes. Uh, you don't, don't have to really tell. Never care. mind. It's okay. Care. You don't. God bless you for what you're doing. Keep yeah. doing it. <laughs> God bless you is right, Joe. And I hope you. Yeah. I hope oh, there are. Uh huh. I hope there are lots of teachers out there. Okay, we're gonna we're coming to the top of the hour. We're gonna have to take a break. I want to do one more segment on this because I really, really, really. Uh, I want to get to the rest of the callers that we've that we've got up here. Tracy, Ron. I know Bella has a ton more to say, but I really want to focus on the hypocrisy of uh, Amy Klobuchar, and then I want to make sure the listeners all understand we have got to stand up for truth we have got to push back for this against this we cannot allow this kind of circus to go forward we're the united states of america for god's sake not the banana republic oh it's absolutely crazy so stay tuned we'll do one more segment on this then we'll get into the the minnesota stuff that we were talking about sue jeffers with bella d'angelo twin cities news talk am 11 30 and twin cities news talk.com